Normally, we have one of my favorite people out there, literally. Dude is awesome. Nick Costos on the show on a Friday. But we're moving all the good stuff up to today. We got Bum of the Week today. We got Nick Costos today. It's all happening. He's on the line. Remember, he is the host of You Better You Bet, which is such a good name. Uh, he's Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, and Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's incredible analysis. Just search. It's easy. You bet wherever you find your podcast. Good morning, Mr. Costos. Bill, great to be on with you, man. Merry early Christmas to you, your family, all the great listeners out there. Let's do it. To you, buddy. To you, too, buddy. All right, let's start here. This isn't even a gambling question, though. We'll get into it. Is Jets-Jags a good football game? I don't even know how to answer that. I think it might be. Oh, it's awesome. It's going to be amazing. I actually can't wait to watch. I'm being serious. I can't wait to watch the game. I'm actually kind of bummed by the weather here in the Northeast. It's going to be raining. It might be. I don't think the wind's going to be enough that it's really going to impact passing games. But, like, the weather's going to be terrible. Total of the game is 37. But, Bill, this is a, a massive game as it concerns, like, AFC playoff positioning here, where the Jets at 7-7 seven and seven desperately need this win in order to keep pace with, like, the Chargers and the Dolphins currently occupying the 6-7 and seven seeds in the AFC playoffs. And if Jacksonville wins the next two games, they play Houston next week, where they'll be a favorite in that game, obviously. If they win tonight, like, they will set up, like, a win-and-in scenario in the final game of the regular season against the Tennessee Titans. And Ryan Tannehill might not play the rest of the year. So, like, this is for, like, the Jets' wild card hopes. This might be for the Jaguars' hopes of still winning the AFC South, where they might be the favorite at this point now if Tannehill's going to be out the rest of the season. So, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I can't wait to watch it. Betting-wise, I think it's really tough to call. Uh, Jets are currently like a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This will never get to three. If it did, people would bet Jacksonville immediately. My preferred bet in this game, Bill, one of the tools in the better's toolbox is the two-team six-point teaser, where I, I would bet Jacksonville to win the game if I had to just bet the game, but I think it could go either way. Lawrence isn't fully healthy. Quentin Williams is going to be back. Inclement weather, et cetera. No Trayvon Walker for the Jags. But what I feel good about, Bill, in a low-total game, tease Jacksonville, a two-team six-pointer, up to plus eight-and-a-half. Where in a low-totaled game, I think we feel good that the, the margin of victory will be small on either side. And I would love to pair it with the Bills on Saturday down to minus 2.5 on the road in Chicago or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Christmas night down to minus 1.5 at Trace McSorley, the third-string quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's how I would look to play this game tonight. The two-team teaser, Jacksonville up. If you just want to bet the game or for a pick and pool, I trust Lawrence more than I trust Wilson. Give me the Jags. Nick Costello's crushing it here on the show. Are you um are you are you convinced at this point that Trevor Lawrence is eventually going to live up to the hype and the expectations when he came out and had the misfortune of being coached by Urban Meyer to dysfunction? Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't think there's any question. And it's like become like a running bit on you better you bet where we come on on Monday and it's like, well, actually, this was the best game of Trevor Lawrence's career. We've said it a lot recently. Now, sandwiched in, in between there was like a, they got thumped by the Lions in Detroit and Lawrence got hurt at the end of the first half. But other than that game, I mean, Lawrence has been he's been unbelievable. And like, yeah, like I, I think he's well on his way with a great coach and a red hot play caller as well in Doug Peterson. Now. He might struggle tonight. Like, he's got a toe injury still. Outdoors, inclement weather, going to be cold, and the Jets' defense is nothing to sneeze at. Like, the Jets' defense is awesome. The Cowboys' defense is a cluster right now, and a cluster you know what. 
with all the injuries in the secondary. That That's not like D.J. Reed's soft guard during the Jets defense here. So it might be tough sledding tonight for Trevor Lawrence, whether the Jaguars win or lose, but that should affect like no one's opinion of him long term. Like he has arrived, and I think he's only going to get better. Talking to Nick Cazos here on the show, I have found myself infinitely charmed by the Detroit Lions and by their head coach and, and by the grit they played with and, and by the offense that they've been able to produce. Are you, how do you feel? I think last I looked, they were two and a half point favorites at Carolina. Do you have a play on this game, Nick? I do. Um, this falls under the umbrella bill of hashtag bet square, don't care. It might be the most square bet of the week. Like also, like I don't care because I think it's going to win. Uh, I like the Lions here. Um, I may be an idiot. This opened three and immediately got bet off three down to two and a half. And for people that will be like, wow, like the Lions are awesome. How are they only like two and a half or three on the road at Carolina? This is like a major show of respect to the Lions that they're this big of a road favorite because Carolina has been an average team with like oh, recently, right, with Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold. And average is 50 million times better than what the Panthers were early in the year when they're starting Baker and P.J. Walker and like before Matt Rule got fired. So this is a major show of respect for the Lions. Now that the number's below three and you can get a minus two and a half at that MGM, I do like Detroit here. It's still Sam Darnold on the other side and like he's played okay, but the bloom kind of came off the rose a little bit last week against the Steelers. Pittsburgh possessed the ball the entire game. Why can't Detroit do that? Coming up, coming up on Sunday in Carolina, if the spread's under three, Bill, I'll lay the two and a half with the Lions. Maybe I'm the square idiot here. It's possible. I also don't care. I feel comfortable making that bet. Nick Kozov's here on the show. Nick, there are certain people in life that I fade every moment that I that I get a chance. In the NBA, it is it is 100% Kyrie Irving. In the NFL, this time of year, it is 100% Kirk Cousins. And if I don't feel like that's the right move, I just don't bet on those games. I am a I am an absolute disbeliever in every level of Kirk Cousins when the game matters. He did mount that comeback last weekend. He also got down by 30, whatever it was, 33 points or whatever it was, to a really bad Colts team. So when you look at Giants-Vikings, that game is in Minnesota. Minnesota is a, a pretty hefty favorite do you have a play on, on this game? Do you feel comfortable? If you're me, could you point me toward betting on New York because I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, or would it be a pass for me? Um, I, don't, I don't, like, love the game. I think the point spread is, like, is fine, right, with Minnesota. I, I, I think Minnesota needs to be more than a three-point favorite in the game, like slightly more than three, like three-and-a-half is okay. At four, yeah, like, I would, I would only bet the Giants. And just, you know, again, for people out there that are like, oh, well, what's the difference between three-and-a-half and four? Like, there is a difference there if you're betting the underdog. Like, with the Giants, you'd rather take four than three-and-a-half. Um, I, I would only bet the Giants in this game. It's also, Bill, a very interesting game as far as Coach of the Year is concerned. And then maybe we can talk about, like, Minshew and, and Sirianni in a second here. If the Giants win this game, like, it sets up a really, really strong path for Brian Dable to win Coach of the Year if you think the Eagles are going to lose on Saturday to the Cowboys. Um, and then it would set up a scenario where the Eagles could beat the Saints in Week 17, clinch the division in home field, and then sit everyone in Week 18 against the Giants, who might need to win that game to definitely get in. In which case, the Giants would have 10 wins, and Brian Dable would win Coach of the Year because Nick Sirianni would have two more losses added to the ledger. And he's like 18 or 20-1 to 1 right now. So I think that's an interesting subplot of this game, if you like the Giants in the game. I don't love the game, Bill. I think the point spread's about right. If I had to bet... I would take the four with my team, the New York Football Giants. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some NFL awards because I'm the only ticket that I have. And this it. is from earlier in the year. Might have been even before this season began. 
was Mahomes to win the MVP, right? Really well, went out win. on a limb. Yeah, I am going to win. It was always it was always the bet. I think I think I may have added to that a little bit when Hertz became the betting favorite. It that feels I don't want to say a lock, but it certainly feels like I'm in a safe position, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, at this point for sure. Um, I and now now to be fair, like. Hurts, I think, was going to win before he got hurt. Now, like, he probably can't win. And that's why Mahomes is a huge favorite right now. And the Chiefs' schedule rest of the season is uh, Seattle and then Denver and then the Raiders. Like, three defenses that he should be able to put numbers up on. He's extremely likely to win the award at this point. I think if you wanted to make a case for someone other than Mahomes, and I think Mahomes is going to win. So, like, at this point, if you're out there and you're like, well, I missed the boat, like, I should have bet Mahomes last week or before Hurts got hurt, like, it's done. Like, the ship has sailed on Mahomes' MVP, betting that right now. If you wanted to take a shot at someone else, I think it would probably be on Joe Burrow if you were to do that. Because with Burrow, you've got Patriots this weekend. You get the Ravens in Week 18 in a game that might be for the division with Lamar Jackson back. And the sandwich game is Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, where if the Bengals win out and the Chiefs lose one of those games, since he would then be the one seed in the conference. And Joe Burrow would probably win the MVP. So I think if you're going to take a shot at Mahomes, it's with Burrow. But I do think the Chiefs are likely to win their final three. Mahomes is likely to play really well in those games against these defenses. And I think, Bill, you're sitting on a winner with Mahomes. What, what is Burrow, like like eight or nine to one? I mean, there's probably some value there. Uh, I'd have to, well, I mean, yeah. I think that's right. I looked the other day. Yeah. I, I, you know, is there, is there, because like, Part of the equation is because, like, Burrow can do all of those things that we're talking about, and, like, and Mahomes just doesn't lose. Like, the Chiefs win the next three games, and Mahomes is awesome, which is, like, that's what's favored to happen, right, is the Chiefs to win these next three games. Um, so, like, Burrow can still do what he needs to do, but the needle you need to thread is that the Chiefs, like, have to lose another game, and Mahomes has to play poorly in one of them. Unlikely. Uh, Burrow is 8-1. to one. There are some other awards, Bill, and I don't know if we have time to get into them. Yeah, give them to me. Hang with you for for a while here. We can do more awards if you'd like, and I can go through them quickly. I I love betting the. I love betting awards, and and I I'm in a weird spot, Nick. Where you actually you tell me. I'd love your your judgment. Do you think I can bet NBA awards anymore since I vote on them? I haven't since I've gotten that vote back a couple years ago. Well, I I, that I have no idea, but I I don't know either. uh, No one's told me. I'm going to text you because I need to like. I, I need do to vote. know what voters are thinking on some, like, defensive player of the year is extremely interesting. There's a lot going on in the NBA that's highly interesting with awards. And with the NFL, I actually think there are some beatable NFL award markets right now, Bill, ahead of, uh, ahead of here. All right, give it to me. Team. Yeah, let's okay, do it. Okay, well, uh, let's do defensive player of the year quickly. Nick Bosa is, for the first time in, like, a long time, someone other than Micah Parsons is favored. Nick Bosa's minus 130, Micah Parsons plus 100. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media released a poll of executives voting this morning on awards. Executives don't vote for the awards. It's writers. But just to offer some context, executives voted Nick Bosa in a landslide over Micah Parsons to win Defensive Player of the Year. This can change if Micah Parsons has a couple splash plays on Saturday in the biggest game in the rest of the regular season. Parsons can easily become the favorite. But, like, I, I, I think Bosa looks like he's pretty likely to win the award at this point now. He is only minus 130 at bet. MGM. Nick Sirianni is the favorite to win coach of the year at minus 200. He is beatable though, right? Because what happens if the Eagles lose on Saturday? Then they need to win one of their final two. They'll likely beat the Saints. They're incentivized to win that game. Remember, Philly and New Orleans made that trade before the draft. Philly has New Orleans first round pick this year. Philly wants to beat New Orleans for many reasons. Also because they're going to get a better first round pick as a result. In which case, Philly's a forward thinking organization. Probably sits everybody in week 18 against the Giants. Like, why would you play guys if they're going to get hurt potentially? You're the one seed in the conference. It's done. 
So if you think the Giants are going to win on Saturday against Minnesota, I think you have to bet Brian Dable to win coach of the year. He's the guy I would take a shot at would be Brian Dable at 18 to one and comeback player of the year will be the last one we discuss here. This is the stupidest market bill in the history of stupid markets in sports where Jared Goff is the third choice on the board behind Geno Smith and Christian McCaffrey. What is Jared Goff coming back from? He played all season last year. Like, it's crazy. And if Goff's going to win this award, they need to win the next three games. And, like, Dan Campbell's going to win Coach of the Year maybe if that happens. So, like, I don't think Goff can ever win this award. I think Christian McCaffrey is likely to be the favorite after this weekend. The Niners are going to beat Washington. McCaffrey's going to play well. The Seahawks will lose to the Chiefs. We'll see how Geno plays. I think you can bet a little Christian McCaffrey right now. Maybe the bet doesn't win, but you will be getting a really good price because yet today's price will not be tomorrow's price with Christian McCaffrey in that market. I love everything about it. Let me just add, I can't speak for the other voters in the NBA, but or in the NFL for that matter, but, Nick, you just referenced what GMs are thinking. And I can tell you, when I'm making my decision at the end of the year in the NBA, I call every GM that I can. They almost always get back to you because they want to shape, right? They want to shape that for their guys and whatever random other awards. And I have, I mean, you have to sort of weight it for what people's interests are. But I heavily weight my perspective based on GMs, executives, and scouts that I talk to, right? Like, I, I report my award ballot. I would hope other people do the same thing. So if you've got a, a GM survey or an executive survey out there, I think that's a really good insight into what's gonna could happen. It's so likely so to happen. if you think that's true, Bill, if you think that's true, and like you could be right, the application of that is like to bet Nick Bosa to win Defensive Player of the Year. It was a route in in the in the polling that Tom Pelissero of NFL Media had. Bosa won in a landslide over Parsons. He's minus one thirty in the market. So like you may you might be right about that. And if you think that, if you feel strongly about that, then, like, I think Bose is probably worth that. Not that he's definitely going to win, but that maybe he should be a little bit of a bigger favorite in the market than he is right now. My sense is, is that Bosa is going to get bet over the course of the next couple of days, and he will be a bigger favorite before his game kicks off coming up on Saturday. And, Bill, at some point offline, I want to ask you if you think you or others have voter fatigue with Jokic as NBA MVP. I'll, I'll tell you right now. He's the, M- yeah. he's the MVP right yes. now. It's just, yes. are, are people going to vote for yes. him again is the question. I think it's a maybe. I mean, it's like an analytics versus old school question, and there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I don't think there's any value in betting on him because I think the odds, I think he's he. it's him against the field, but I think the odds are less likely than people think. And I'll, I'll tell you, for me, and this may be something people disagree with, I almost voted for Giannis last year over Jokic. I went Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. And you can ask Decel. We talked about it on the radio. The minute I put my ballot in, I regretted it and felt like I should have voted for Giannis because of where Denver finished, even though Jokic carried a bad team. I'm probably less likely. I'm probably going to be more worried to make that mistake. So I pro- And I'm aware of it. And I'm probably weighted against Jokic in a way I shouldn't be. So if I voted today, I'd only got to vote for nature, Jokic. That's it is. Nature, I also That's think there's a lot of groupthink that happens in the NBA, and then it, it boomerangs back. I just, like, from the, from the eye test, and I haven't called anybody yet, but from the eye test, I mean, for me, it's it's Giannis. They're the best team in the NBA. They have missed um, Chris Middleton for huge chunks. I don't even know where he is in the betting pool, but he's I'm sure he'd be on the top three of yeah. my defensive player of the year ballot just on that separately alone, which obviously is not Jokic's thing. Yeah, so for me, it's probably, uh, and if, if the Celtics end up the best team in the league, I think Tatum's going to get a look. I, I would not bet on Nikola Jokic personally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, an absolutely fascinating conversation. 
I actually think like Tatum can never win ever unless the Celtics really? win like 60 games and they're swooning a little bit, right? They've got to they win are. because his, yeah. his metrics and like, Bill, like you know a lot more about the NBA than I do. So like, I, I'm probably preaching to the choir when I say this stuff, like Tatum's profile statistical is not going to be close to these other guys. Like, he's amazing. It's not that he's not great. It's just that he's not going to have the statistical profile that like a Jokic is going to have or that a Giannis is going to have. You need the team success to be there, like the Celtics to be far, like the one seed with a bullet in the East for Tatum to potentially win. Like I would, me personally, I would never bet Tatum. The guy that I would bet right now is Embiid because I feel like the Sixers are sitting yes. on something potentially massive here as we move forward, especially once they get Maxi back and start rattling off wins. I have not bet on Embiid for the reasons we've talked about, but I have encouraged all of my buddies, and this was a month or two ago, I think on the radio, he got to 16-1 to 1 or some crazy number. I'm like, put money on, on him. I'm 100% with you. And Now, I think Doc Rivers subtracts from the sum of all human basketball knowledge, so it's a bit of a paradox for me because you need that team to be good in the regular season. But I'm a, I am love Embiid. And I'll, and I'll just close on this, Nick, when it comes to NBA betting. Every year, the team there's a team that has a chance to win an NBA championship that everyone writes off before the new year, that figures it out for whatever reason in January. That was February. Boston last year, right? Yep. That was the Celtics At- last year. Atlanta a couple years ago. I mean, they didn't win it, but they made a run to the conference finals. And when you get on those hot runs, that's when the, the award conversation can shift sometimes. Guys coming in and come out of that conversation, it's too early to, to basically rule guys out. So, t- yeah, if you like Embiid, if you like whoever – this is the time to put a, a futures bet on on those guys. Before, I love the conversation. I love it. Yeah, the narrative shifts. It's super interesting. Um, Nick, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, buddy. Great. As always, man, having you on the show has been one of the treats for us for this year. And as we say goodbye, let me just tell you how much professionally and personally I appreciate the time, brother. You know I love you. I think the world of you on, on both fronts. And on behalf of everybody listening, I had a guy that I played tennis with the other day randomly tell me how great you are. So thank you for bringing your talent and your insight to, to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. Feel the same way about you. Love coming on the show. Love you, brother. Thank you very much. I want to give you one more, just one spread bet for yeah. this weekend that I really love. The Niners are a touchdown favorite at home against Washington on Saturday. Uh, I, I think that point spread needs to be a little higher. Love San Francisco in the game. If you can lay seven with San Francisco, Bill, love that against the Commanders. Thank you again for having me. Merry Christmas to you, my friend, to your family, to all the listeners and their families. And uh, wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. I'll catch up with you next week.